previously on Attempted Adventure. I've come across some new findings. I think this is so much bigger than we thought. It's so much bigger than us all. You're the second person to say that to us in the last 24 hours. I think we're working with the fabric of reality here. I don't think that this was ever about a key. There is a flicker of flame in the center of her chest that is burning orange rather than blue. Um, and Portia, you are the only one that can see that it is surrounded by brass. This is gonna sound crazy. We are not mechs. And currently, our world is collapsing? All of our worlds are in danger. Yeah. And you have the thing that we need. We need the amulet. She clasps it with both hands and then hands you the amulet. Can I ask you one more thing? Of course. Where did your ancestors get this? As she takes her breath, you're no longer there. Welcome back, adventurer. Are you ready to give it a try? In the blink of an eye, you all are alone. Not even with each other, you're alone. And you're all surrounded by just pure white light. Not your suits, you're not looking through your visors. You don't see or hear or feel each other's presences. You are alone. In never-ending white light. And it stays like this for quite a while. And it's silent. And it's strange. But it's not cold. Portia. Mm-hmm. You wake up alone in a stone room. Um, you don't really know how you got here. Last thing you knew... The Supreme Heat was about to answer a question that your friend Fenian asked, but you are alone in a stone room. Um, it's a very familiar stone room. It's expertly carved, and above you hangs an ornate white canopy with orange and pink embroidery draped over four sturdy wooden posts. Um, you run your hands beside you, and as they glide over the soft fabric, you take a deep breath in and inhale a lung full of warm, sweet-scented air. You look around and, and finally recognize your childhood bedroom. Your home in the land of Duncan. Aww. Your room is full of wooden play weapons, silly roguish costumes, a toy crossbow that shoots soft bolts made of tightly wrapped cord, and a few half-read books on magic. And of course the walls are plastered with posters of the wildly controversial necromancer drow band, My Chemical Romance. 
Oh, <laughs> is it like the emo, like, um, like second album? Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I forgot. <laughs> the dark eyes of the pale faces stare back at you as you admire their rebellious clothes and daring expressions, almost daring you <laughs> to do something out of your comfort zone. Okay. Jardway told me to. <laughs> are you uh, exploring the room? What are you? What's what are you doing? You find you can move. You no longer feel weathered from your battle. Is there like a door? That I yep. can leave? Or is it just, a, like, it's my normal room? Yep, it's just your bedroom from home. You know this room. Okay. Well, can I look at myself to see if I'm, like, my normal? Am, am I, like, a child? Or am yeah, I... You approach the uh, the short vanity mirror um, and crouch down to see yourself. And, yeah, you are yourself. Um, but you're wearing your clothes from home. You're wearing the smock that you wore when you would make your donut deliveries when you were working for the family business before you left for the call to adventure and and, and found your newfound friends. Um, it's an orange and pink smock with the words uh, DD on it. Or the, <laughs> the letters DD printed on it um, with uh, hand embroidery. Uh, and it smells overwhelmingly of donuts. Um, well, first, I'm going to go and kiss my, my chemical romance poster. Classic. Just, and then I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of the room. Okay, yeah. Uh, as you enter the hall, you are met with the hustle and bustle of your sisters running to and fro, calling out orders to cousins, friends, and other family working and carrying large batches of dough, frosting, and ingredients to and from. You can go left or right. I just shout, Hello? Uh, one of your sisters, as she passes by, eyes you with kind of a stink eye and continues walking quickly. You are the only one here who is not moving fast. Like, nothing's out of the ordinary. They all seem to hate me. <laughs> and so... Can I make a perception check? Mm-hmm. 18. You feel the overwhelming sensation that You've lived this exact moment before, though it is quite a normal situation in your house for people and sisters and cousins to be running to and from working hard and quickly. You've lived this exact moment before, coming out of your room at this exact moment, seeing these exact sisters walk down this exact hall. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm, is, I guess I would stop one of the past passing by people, whether it be a sister, cousin, whoever, whoever I can just like easily grab. I stop them just like, like what, ask what day it is. Uh, she, <laughs> she says, it's, it's Wednesday. What do you, it's Wednesday. It's, it's bakery day. Move it. Come on, half baked. And she kind of pulls her arm out of your Aww. grasp and keeps moving. Okay. You you hear down the hall uh, your father's angry voice uh, kind of reverberating around a room and then into the hall. I'm going to go towards that. Okay. You walk down the hall and pass by a door, stopped in the doorway, and you see uh, your father speaking sternly to a young dwarf who's writing down his every word before he quickly runs away, pushing past you on his way through the door. Um, your father catches your eye through the doorway 
and sighs and looks away, disappointed, <laughs> before he goes back to writing at his desk. Yep. This definitely makes sense. <laughs> uh, a few doors but... down, a few doors down, you see sisters and cousins rushing uh, through, past, and out of uh, the big double doors into the the kitchen. I'm. I guess I keep going there. Okay. I would say I'd make another perception check, but I don't know if like I'm going to see any more. It was a pretty high one before. Yeah, so I'm just going to go to the double doors. Okay. Uh, you come to stand in these busy double doors, and you see your mother. She stands at the head of a long worktop in the industrial kitchen, barking orders at the bakers and tasting the dough before it moves onto the line to be formed and baked. She catches a glimpse of you, her youngest daughter, standing in the doorway motionless. And she says, My God, Portia! Are you going to be a door all day or are you going to help your sisters get some work done? <laughs> I just look around and I'm like, where are my friends? <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. It's no wonder they send you out on delivery duty. You're utterly useless. You are no heiress to this empire. Okay. As you As you stand here and relive this moment that it seems... You've had so many of, but this exact moment, it seems to be the second time you've had it. You hear inside your head, Did you really put up with all of this for so long? What the fuck? I... I just curl into a ball and sit on the floor. Because I think I'm going crazy. It's a lot to deal with. Is that the voice in my head? Yeah. Hello? Well, you didn't really, I guess. You, you had the sense to walk away. Yeah, I did. Or rather, was it strength? I'm going to try and leave the... The castle. Like, try to just go outside. Okay. Yeah. We see you now, traveling toward a town fairly far from home. Um, you've instinctively grabbed a box of donuts to deliver on your way, but as you've trekked through the woods, you've begun eating them yourself, thinking, uh, what am I doing? Why am I still working? And as you're trekking through the woods, you hear laughter from nearby. Do you approach? I sure do. <laughs> You crouch and creep slowly towards the source of the voice uh, from atop a small I'm a rogue. Yes. <laughs> this is when you still used your roguish abilities, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> from behind a tree, you see a camp uh, wherein three individuals are sitting comfortably around a fire. Talking indistinctly, you see a large greenish dragonborn, and he's sharpening a short sword, occasionally centering the blade close to his eye to better admire his work. Uh, you see a half-elf. She's strumming a soft tune on a lute that has definitely seen better days. And you also see a pale blue being as he hums absent-mindedly, turning the page of a heavy-looking book in his hand. To your left, you see the path leading into town. 
to your right, you see the woods have grown dark and dense, and before you is this warm scene. What do you do? I'm going to walk up to the three people. Why? Because I have a feeling it's my friends, or a variation of my friends, or they're about to kill me. You don't know these people right now. I'm going to take this chance. Okay, do you want to lead me through meeting them? I, like, very hesitantly approach with the box of donuts that is half gone. And I just, hail and well met. Uh, You hear, uh, again, inside your head as this scene is playing out in front of you, and you are remembering as it's happening, but you hear inside your head something you don't remember. You hear, now see that took a lot of strength. How, How does it feel? knowing that you left everything behind. Feels pretty good. Weird voice in my head. And uh, as you come to this realization, um, your world goes white again. Otto. I'm scared. Otto, you wake up and see the night sky. And you're hardly able to make out the spattering of stars past the thick smoke drifting from somewhere to your left. You look down at your hands, and one is clasped around the short sword, the other holding a scrap of decimated chain mail. You look to your left, and you see a fallen soldier, bloody and taking his last breath as he looks up at you in agony. He just died on your orders, but you know that you don't have the time to fret about the death of a friend, and you're quickly being ushered forward into the safety of the trench on the side of the hill. And you hear, General! What now? Fuck. (laughs) Okay, uh, which, which plan of action do you want to carry out now, General? Uh, okay. Okay, please, General, what's our next move? We need you to tell us. And I'm, like, still aware of, you know, real life, like, but I recognize this as a memory. Yeah, and it's it's hard to picture the faces of the people in your real life as you are now re- physically recounting this memory. Oh, man. I'm like... Uh, I guess I'll just kind of, like... Play along as I did the first time, so I'm like the Valsalva maneuver. Yeah, you feel yourself involuntarily bark these orders that you know you've barked before in this exact scenario, and before you know it, you're on the move. But you're not following your own orders, your feet carry you from the trenches in the opposite direction. Which way are you going? I'm going away from the shit. Okay. There is war being waged to the east and fire spreading up from the south. And you wander quickly away from everything you know to be holding some imminent, terrible misery. And as you wander for a long time, time seems to speed up until 
your next encounter. You wander upon a girl, a young girl, from the enemy camp, and she's kneeling in the dirt, coughing into her hand. She looks up at you. Her eyes are filled with smoky tears. Her hands are covered in blood as she pulls them away from her mouth, and she opens her mouth to speak to you, but her eyes roll back, and she falls limp just as you clamber forward to catch her. Oh, man. Not again. As you feel the overwhelming misery of reliving this exact memory, the worst memory that you have had to date, you hear inside your head, Such a messy thing, war. Especially one led by no rhyme or reason like you suspect, always moving toward the next step to please your next in command. You fucking said it. Uh, can I recognize that voice at all? Is that... No, but do you want to make a perception check on it? Yeah, I do. I'm like, kind of like straining my ears for the voice to spare myself from like paying too much attention to the memory, I feel like. Okay. Oh man, that's a 12. No, you can't recognize the voice. It's like nothing you've ever heard before, but um, in the undertone of it, you kind of think for a moment that you can hear a melody being sung beneath it. Just very faint. And it gives you the oddest sense of warmth in your heart. But it's it's vastly overtaken by the grief that you are holding in your arms. And uh, as, you, as you continue to think this, you hear, it must have been quite hard to pivot so quickly in that moment, to decide that you were wrong, and to make a change. Yeah. How did you return to the battlefield? Did I? Do you? Oh, do I now? Or are you saying, okay. Um, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, why? what is this? Well, because I followed the, the memory as I remembered it. Now I've heard this voice, so I'm like, oh, maybe I can, like, shake it up and try something different. Okay, you stand, um, ready to try to alter your past, uh, knowing that this is your memory. And as you think to your feet, turn and head back, they carry you away. They carry you away from the battlefield, away from this girl who has just passed away due to your orders. And uh, you, you hear a chuckle inside your head, and, and you hear, <laughs> I admire your fervent heart, Otto. And then uh, as the fire and war wages behind you, growing ever smaller, your world goes white again. Otto, right before it does, Otto wails into the void. Why did Mike write such a serious, sad backstory for me? <laughs> Melody. Yes, hello. The haunting sound of a breathy chord suddenly turns jubilant and rings out loudly on the sunny docks and raises you from your sleep, maybe? 
a soundtrack to the busy lives of the waterfront dock workers and visiting shoppers, you open your eyes and find yourself clapping along, watching the man dance around his juggling friends as he works the accordion like a magician, getting it to sing such a happy tune almost effortlessly. Another performer extends a hand to you. Do you take it? Yeah, I take it. Uh, do I have, like, my loot on me? Um, yes. I'm gonna go ahead and play that. Okay. Just, like, catch in in the exact moment, like, with the melody that's already going. Yeah, you you jump up almost automatically taking this performer's hand. Um, and as you dance in circles, you look down at your shoes, and they are very worn. You're wearing, in fact, a very torn blue dress. And you suddenly remember how hungry you are as you turn rapidly, continuing to dance and sing and strum with this woman. She spins you around a few times and then releases you uh, to spin off on your own. And she turns to extend her hand to a young girl who is watching your performance in awe. The man uh, continues playing along on his accordion and you play along with his happy tune as the woman dances around now balancing the young girl on her shoulders and you see a sparkle in her eyes that lights a flame in your heart as you remember that same sparkle in your own seeing such a performance and as you play you scan the crowd um why don't you make a perception check twenty as you play and scan the crowd, you spot her for the third time this week. A tall woman, clad in light armor, with her hair tied back. She's been coming to buy to watch you a lot lately. Do you know who she is? Do I know who she is? You recognize her. Is this my mother? She is your mother, and... When she sees okay. you've laid eyes on her, she quickly looks to the ground and pushes away through the crowd. I go after her. I, like, kind of stop playing a little bit and, like, try to chase after her. Okay, yeah, your your heart sinks as she tries to push through the crowd and, and you feel your feet carrying you towards that edge of the performance circle, but as you think to yourself, I'm trying to go after her, I'm going after her, your feet carry you back in another circle and back into the ring and you hear inside your head it must have been hard putting on a show in spite of your broken heart so wise even at this young age I mean who are you disembodied voice what edible did I take last night your resolve inspires and as you hear this, you're, you feel yourself um, carrying through the crowd now. And you remember, you, you did follow her. You did make the decision to break away and follow her. Do you, what do you say when you catch up? I call out. I say, where are you going? She turns and looks over her shoulder at you briefly eyebrows raised, seeing that you're now addressing her after so much time. But she breaks her focus and continues away a little faster now, unable to talk to you the same way. Okay, I think, like, at this crossroads, I kind of just, like, 
stand still and like watch her go and then like look back at the crowd too. We'll torn. Okay. Yeah, you uh you glance between her and the crowd and in a decision that you very strongly remember making, you return to the performers. And as you you walk back through the crowd and lift your lute back up to continue playing, your world goes white again. Fenian. Hello. Fenian, you arrive by horse-drawn carriage at the gates of a large abbey. And as you step down from the carriage and begin gathering your things for the first time in your life, you feel the icy stares of strangers almost piercing your skin from every direction. Now, this is the first time you've experienced anything more than quiet avoidance. Will you stop anything? Anyone? And address anyone? Or will you enter the abbey? Um, Fenian, how close are they? Not two. Nope, they're just walking by on the street. You're on the sidewalk in front of this abbey. Um, Fenian catches eyes with one of them and says, Yeah, all right, take a good look. The freak show's here. Calm down. The, uh, the person that you've met eyes with and now spoken to kind of almost gasps as if you've done them some disservice. And uh, begins walking the other direction quite quickly. Um, And you continue to gather your things and now enter the abbey. And uh, as your time here passes, you learn your daily chores quickly. And even finding yourself taking up light weapons and archery classes, something you never envisioned yourself doing. Of all of the people you interact with here, though, there is one man's tales you seem to never get enough of. Do you remember him? Is he my sorcerer role model guy? Uh, he does work in the Abbey. His name is Kendorian, and he has told you many, many tales about his time in Silvery Moon. What about it sounds so special to you? Every time he talks about it, he sounds like he's describing a paradise. A spot in the world where everybody is just sort of at peace with everybody else. And uh, in inside your head you hear, Now why should a kind tiefling like yourself not get to experience such kindness in return? Ugly. Well, you've put up with so much prejudice in your short budding life. It hardly seems fair. Yeah. I used to think so, too. Oh, sorry. Who's this? Hello? Oh, my God. Such prejudice would put anyone down, make anyone feel useless, but not you, huh? Well, no, I felt pretty useless there for a while, but you gotta grow out of it sometime, or... You'll just kind of (laughs) die. I guess that's so. Um, After being rejected from local society on many occasions, but now having also found yourself hanging on every word of Kandorian's stories, what do you do? 
I resolve that I am going to college. I'm going to the university. In Silvery Moon? Absolutely. How come? Because after all of the time I've spent with him and getting to know him, the way he talks about it doesn't sound like he's sugarcoating it or making it sound better than it is. He talks about it like it is his home, and I want to experience that. We see Fenian sweeping away the leaves in the abbey courtyard, and a man carrying a canvas satchel extends a single envelope addressed to Fenian and walks away. Do you remember what the letter says? I do. I think it says that in a stroke of exceptional luck and with a little bit of help and a reference letter from Kendorian himself, I have been admitted to the University of Silvery Moon. That is exactly what the letter says. And as you remember reading this letter and now reading it again in perfect clarity, you hear, you were always so resilient, even at a young age. And uh, as, as you get to revel in the feeling of excitement and relief and, and just all around happiness once again, world goes white. We see a vision shared by you four, but kind of hazed around the edges like a floating memory in space. It's a vision of another four, and they're very quickly losing their ground against something inevitable. They cast their spells and they wield their weapons against this darkness, but it seems to devour everything they throw at it. And in one final move, they each stand their ground, readying themselves against the dark force. They each emit some power, some energy of their own simultaneously. And the impact of their attacks combine and it quakes the ground beneath their feet. The light is blinding, but the darkness quickly soaks through and we watch as it washes out the vision entirely. And the four of you sit up. You're together again, facing each other in a large, endless space, surrounded by nothing but white light. You're formed in a circle with quite a bit of distance between you, and in the center, between all four of you, are four silhouettes made of light atop the pedestals that were previously in the forest. You can feel their essence, and it seems to hover in space and time. Fuck. Um, I look oh my around God, we're at the horcruxes, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I look around at my re-materialized friends, and I say, "Oh, thank God! I thought I was gonna have to relive my whole life. I—it's been a long time. I really didn't want to go through all that again." 
Portia oh, is like God. ugly crying. Oh, Portia. I hated that. Oh, I wrap my arms around Portia. Yeah, are I we, go to Portia. Are we in mech suits? No, you are back to how you were right before you entered your mech suits and left this plane. Hey. Uh, I look at the silhouettes of light. Are they moving or are they just statuary? They are statuary and you can feel them. Nice. <laughs> are you guys investigating them? I'm um, gonna I'm gonna talk to mine. Yeah. I'm gonna approach you, Shadow Auto. So if you're Do evil they, don't they look like us? Nope. Okay. Oh, oh, I thought they were shadows of us. Nope. They oh. are four silhouettes of light atop these pedestals. Hello? I try calling out to them. They don't say anything? They don't respond. I want to touch one. Yeah, me too. Why don't you guys uh, roll perception checks as you decide to approach them? 14. 8. 7. Oh, oh 16. 4. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's pretty easy, so... You all see this as you as you circle around these pedestals and take a gander at each of them. One silhouette is paused, mid-step, hand clasping their chest, and sitting there in their ethereal hand is the very real, now much smaller, more accurately sized amulet. <laughs> Another silhouette stands rigid, planted to the ground with one arm outstretched, holding aloft the very real origin tree staff. And yet another is knelt on one knee, one arm outstretched, the other gripping firmly into the white pedestal clad in the bronze gauntlet. And the final stands proudly, feet parted and arms at either side, palms up, and fingers grasping as if it's willing something into shape from below. On the forehead sits gingerly the Everstar gem headpiece. Are we... Are we uh, gonna take these? We each have to grab one. I yeah, I put a hand out to touch the figure, but not the staff. Your hand passes through. Ah. But in doing so, you feel calm, and you feel that warm essence that you felt before. I think we're supposed to take them. Hmm. But which one goes to whom? I figure staff for me, fire amulet auto, because that fucking pinged your weird bag of holding oh, hard. Oh, true. I'm going to vote the fist. What the heck? Gauntlet? Oh my god, I can't even think. The gauntlet goes to Portia. And the crown diadem to Melody. Hot, that's the one I wanted. That, feel, that feels right, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Should we count to three? <laughs> yeah. As we take it? <laughs> yeah, and everyone has to grab it. Nobody do that thing where you pretend like you're going to grab it, but then actually you wait to see what happens <laughs> to everyone else just in case. 
Guys, we have yeah, to okay. choreograph this. Solidarity here, people. What all are we right? going to strike our pose as? We are the motherfucking guys, Fieri. I grab the staff. I grab the gauntlet. I grab the okay. diadem. I grab it. They don't move. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> they are like frozen in air. Mm -hmm. Wherever the figure is holding them is how they are situated. Okay, wait, and you said that you can put your arm, Finian put his arm right through the light body and it just passed through? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm what going to- What are the to... voices? Sorry, you go. I'm going to climb into the light body and stand in the <gasps> position it's standing in with, and like stick my head through the, the amulet string and see if it comes off on me. Yeah, is the person who wore the diadem the same height as me? <laughs> Or are they gonna be too? Are they gonna be taller than me? And it's just gonna be They're awkwardly. They're about three feet taller. Uneven. And your head is at his crotch. No, it would it would reach about your head if you were to okay. sit beneath it. Then I do that too. Okay. Yeah. You're also doing that, Fenian. Certainly. Are you Close following portion. suit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you four kind of look at each other momentarily and and almost seem to read each other's thoughts in, in your next move. And as you step up and take the same positions as these light-filled figures, the artifacts come away with you. And as you kind of maneuver yourselves into position, they sit on you or in your hand or around your head firmly. And you're filled with just resilience, calm, good feelings and you'll all hear four voices in tandem you've all more than proven your worth now are these the traits you've best demonstrated in your journey thus far what are you worthy of I don't think I did anything particularly well so I'm just here to have a good time Told you guys the key was friendship. <laughs> uh, Fenny, in, in your head, you hear stability and resolution, huh? And uh, Otto, you hear fervent and agile. And uh, Portia, you hear strength and courage. I like that. And Melody, you hear resilience, adaptability. Um, again, you hear all four voices. Is this really what you're each worthy of? Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I vote yes. Yeah. At least, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you all, as you all confidently say yes, this is, this is what I am claiming. The four figures step down from within you, off the pedestals. And all turn to face you respectively, and they say, No, you did not ask to be worthy of this power. It's yours, to guard and to use with care. We could not help when the situation became dire. All we could do was watch and wait for four new keepers to come forth and take up our duty. Please use our power to restore harmony. It's been dark for far too long. Good luck, friends. As the last words ring through, 
figures pixelate up and away into nothing. And not a moment later does the view of the forest around you pixelate back into existence. The forest? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, like right before we went to the fire plane? Mm-hmm. And we're about to get an answer out of that elemental lady. Um, are Morgana and... Oh, what is his name? Oh... Sisbiv. Was it Sisbiv? I thought Olinfair. Olinfair was there too, right? No, nope, oh, yeah. it was Morgana and Sisbiv who were. Oh, I thought Olinfair followed. Sorry. Are those two, are Morgana and Sisbiv there? Nope. You alone. Jamie, I have the amulet on. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm out of my suit, I want to look into my bag of holding again and try to figure out what the fuck was going on. Make a perception check. Investigation check. Ten. No, there is not. I shake it. Nothing okay, happens. No, um, Fenian looks at the staff. Is there anything different from the last time he saw it? No, but it feels right in your hand. Um, Sick. Are you brandishing it? Are you doing anything with it? Just looking. Looks pretty good. Um, is it? What time of day is it? You don't know. It's hard to tell in this here forest. Fabulous. It's hazy. It's, mm. it's overcast. Am I wearing um, the gauntlet? Yep. I got an idea. I take the amulet off experimentally to see if it gives me that black oozing, slipping away feeling. Ooh. You know what I mean? Because you mm -hmm. said you feel it more when you take it off, not when you put it on. Mm-hmm. You don't feel it. Tight. That's a good <laughs> sign. I guess we should wait here for Morgana to come back. We know the way oh. to the temple, right? Nope. No. You were we teleported don't? here. Oh, we were? I thought this was near See, the this is why they should have taught us the teleportation stuff. Because it would have been really convenient right now. Do you guys want to try all holding hands? Yes. Um, okay. All right. I mean, to... <laughs> I start to ask to what end, and then I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Fr friendship. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> just get in a circle. <laughs> uh, the three of you feel nothing, but Portia, this is what you've always wanted. <laughs> okay, I break, I'm the first one to break away, I think. <laughs> Once again, key is friendship. <laughs> I look up at the sky and I go, Terry Crews! Caca! <laughs> He's in your pocket. <laughs> All right. Hey, give me one second. Okay. I have to flip through some notes really fast. Wait, well, um, or okay, ready? Yeah. I literally just pulled that out, Allie. Excellent okay. thinking. I hold the staff aloft and I say the word Tere. Nothing. But Son uh, of a bitch. Why don't you make an investigation check on the on the staff? You know damn well I'm gonna fail this. It is a crit fail. Okay. It looks pretty. <laughs> Great. What's one of the other words? Um, 
Hang on, I just closed it. It Elden. was um, Vessi, Eldred, Terre, and Ciro. And I think, I don't know why, but I've written Vessi, water, question mark, Eldred, fire, question mark. And then I didn't write one for Ciro, but I assume the only one left is air, unless we're not playing with the four elements. Listen, I gave my best guess on these freaking notes. I'm just thinking about it. I'm trying to... Um, I kind of imagine those are the names of the keepers that just left. Oh. Ooh. Perhaps. Maybe. Um, and that's all I have on that stuff. Can I do an investigation check on my gauntlet? Go for it. <laughs> it's a two. Yes! God, we're killing it on this... Is it also pretty? It makes you feel just as cool as you remembered. <laughs> yeah. My turn. <laughs> Is it a three? <laughs> count up, count up. It's a crit fail! <laughs> yes! We, after everything how, we've been through... How are we doing so bad? After everything we've been through, we're like half drunk with exhaustion, <laughs> just lying on the forest floor... What is this fucking thing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Otto, you you try to talk to yours. <laughs> oh. I, got, I got a nat 20. Holy shit. Uh, the, oh, God. Thank God for Amanda. Melody, Seriously. Melody, the one time. The one time. We needed this. You needed this. Yeah. Melody, you, you take off the diadem and... Turn it over a few times in your hands before you see, um, like, glowing beneath your thumb. You move it away, and um, just before the words slip away, you see the word Vessi written. But it quickly, as your thumb grazes over it, shifts around and turns into the word Melody. <gasps> oh my god. Wow, she fucking got it right, too, on top of getting the crit. It's Success. like it's like having your name in your underwear, kind of like. <laughs> I guess in a it's sense, it's exactly like that. Actually, uh, it is one hundred percent that. So I'm like, I'm Vessi, but it's just it's now it's me. That's what I try to communicate because I'm also half drunk and tired. <laughs> All right. It's me. It was Vessi, but now it's me. Maybe we should go to bed. I was going to say, here's a pitch. Tent in a can. Like, we don't even tell Morgana we're back. Oh, you know? Please. Oh, tent in a can. Just like, take a nice long rest. Tent in a can. I have cheese from Alma in there. Fucking camp out, baby. You know? You doing that? Yeah. Okay. You take a nice long rest. Um, uh, Otto, as you go to... Uh, as you go to start the fire uh, with your with your flint and your your gathered firewood, can you make a nature check real quick? Nature, I got proficiency in that <laughs> shit. That's uh nineteen. Okay, um, as you go to uh, you you have just placed the fire pl firewood in the order that you would like it to be burned. You've set up a nice little campfire and um, you're lifting your hands and stepping away to reach and grab your flints. But 
as you kind of are open palm facing the firewood, you shoot a very small flame out of your hand and start it yourself. Holy fuck! Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, you guys. Can I take out my flask of spirit water? Yeah. And look at it. It's, it's a flask of water. <laughs> Let's see if anything will happen to the water. I, like, kind of shake it a little. Why don't you make a nature check? Yeah. Oh, no. Are these all nature checks? I have very bad nature. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. What's nature? I don't know. If you look at D&D Beyond, it autofills. Oh, god damn it. Intelligence. Intelligence? Mm. Yeah. Oh, so I got a 21. Jesus. Uh, Melody, you you shake the the flask and actually you accidentally turn it over, but um, as you fumble with it, you, you reach beneath it to try to catch it, and you do. The water that falls out of the flask quickly forms into a sphere floating just above your hand and you are <gasps> controlling and holding this sphere of water. Oh shit. Guys, We're look at the boner water. We're OP. Boner water. We're OP. I guide it back into the flask because I want to save the boner water. You expertly guide the water back into the flask. Yes. Bitch. Oh my. I can control water, guys. Fucking love it. I look at the gauntlet and go, do something. <laughs> I was just... Nothing happens. <laughs> I was just about to say, Fenian looks around and realizes he's in a forest and is like, trees! <laughs> do my bidding! <laughs> they all end out and just oh go forth. <laughs> I hope uh, Shreebeard talks back to you. <laughs> Uh, Fenny, and nothing happens when you yell at the trees, but as you as you um, over dramatically, kind of hit your staff down into the ground with with charisma. Uh, why don't you make a, <laughs> Why don't you make a nature check? Oh man, okay. If I fail this, does it break the game? No. Okay, it's a twelve. Okay, um, as the end of the staff hits the ground though you were half joking uh, a small cyclone of air bursts up from the place it met contact with and uh, and blows your blows your cape up with it and then and then dissipates I point at him and I'm like no fair you could already fly hey I'm having a good time here don't come for me thank you Okay. All right, I'm going to go practice my air powers. I'll be back in a while. <laughs> We're going to long rest. Yeah, okay, fine. We'll do that. Then I'll practice my air powers. No, wait, I because I also want to play, but let's see what Ellie <laughs> can do first. Portia, you should see if you have, like, dominion over Earth or something. That's just, like, yeah. my guess. I punched the ground. <laughs> Iron Man okay, style. Not even with the gauntlet. She just, like, punches it with her hand. With the wrong hand, <laughs> yeah. Make a, make a nature check. <laughs> I assume you're actually using the gauntlet, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got 19. Yeah, you you really just fucking go for it with confidence. Put your all into punching the ground. And 
you actually fall forward because where you think your hand is going to collide with ground, it actually glides through as the ground becomes softened around it and you manipulate. Mm-hmm. And as you unclench your fist beneath the ground, you pull up a handful of earth in the shape of a projectile. <laughs> what? And the earth reforms around where your hand was. Guys. <laughs> that was tight as fuck. She just pulls like a, a rock missile out of the ground, like a like a. Is that what you're saying, Jamie? Yep. That's, That's sick. sick. I gently put it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the amulet of ignition, hot and fresh <laughs> out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body. <laughs> Do you guys want to um, each read your your item aloud to the podcast? I just did. It's no. all all that's here is the, the <laughs> lyrics to Ignition Remix. Very problematic now, Jamie. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> I would like that. I would like. I would like to be on the record that that is not what it actually says. <laughs> Should I cut? Yeah, mine's at the top. Okay, the Amulet of Ignition, magic item, golden and amber amulet. Must be worn to be used. Only activates for a user who has proven their worth. Moi. Greater grants the wearer plus two nature bonus and resistance to thunder, lightning, and fire damage, and the ability to cast flame blade two times a day without wasting spell slots. Fuck yeah. The user can do minor fire manipulation as a free action, like creating a small flame in hand, shooting a small ember, in a 15-foot radius, creating static, etc., and perform fire cantrip, firebolt. They can cast the embedded spell Sonic Impact once per day. Wow, I gotta look all this up. Oh, Sonic Impact. The target must make <laughs> a constitution saving throw against the target when cast. The user's magic is channeled into a single strike of powerful white-hot lightning that crashes down on the target and causes 6d10 lightning damage plus the user's nature bonus. Jamie, you're gonna regret that so much because I have such a high nature already. <laughs> Fuck. It's gonna it's gonna be super <laughs> fucked up. Uh if the spell if the spell is successful, any creature within twenty feet of the strike will take two D six lightning damage on a failed constitution against the user spell casting. Must be within sixty feet of the primary target to cast this spell. Um oh, I think damn. I'm next, right? The Tempest Rod? Mm-hmm. Cool. A short, hard... Oh, boy. Off to an excellent start. Can't read. A short, hardy wooden staff, almost resembling a... Holy fuck. (laughs) Am I dyslexic? Are you losing your brain? Jesus Christ. Where is your brain going? I'm going to make the text bigger. (laughs) (laughs) A sturdy... Nope, that's Guardian's Gauntlet. (laughs) Oh, no. Holy fuck. This is the worst day of my life. Sorry. All right. Ready? Yep. A short, hardy wooden staff, almost resembling a simple twined branch with veins of gray and white highlighting, white highlighting the curvature of the natural wood, can be wielded by magic users or non-magic users, only activates for a user who has proven their worth and will do half damage for anyone else who tries to wield it. 
grants Holder plus two to their nature ability and resistance to thunder and bludgeoning damage, and increases their speed plus ten feet, and can be used to cast the spell Gust of Wind two times per day. Can be used as a blunt weapon for 1d8 bludgeoning damage, plus the atta user's attack bonus. Regardless of the user's magic abilities, they may choose to cast the rod's own ingrained spell, Volatile Vortex, once per day. User can do minor manipulation of the air around them, like creating small gusts of wind from the hands, a bit stronger than a heavy breath, small cyclones no more than three inches tall, makes it easier to leap slash jump and climb things, and allows the user use of the cantrip thorn whip. Cool. God damn. That's pretty neat. Is my turn? Okay. Um, the Guardian's Gauntlet. A sturdy gauntlet made of sturdy brassy <laughs> minerals and laced with garnet and amber stones. Gives the wearer plus two AC and plus two attack bonus when using the hand for unarmed attacks. Only fits the hand of a user who has proven their worth and will shrink to half the hand size of any other user who tries to put it on. Grants the wearer resistance to fire and acid damage. Regardless of magical ability, as long as the hand is free, the user may use the gauntlet to reach into an, any exposed earth and manipulate it into projectiles that deal 1d6 damage each. The user may also choose to use the gauntlet's ingrained spell, Golem Precision, once per day. Procession. Pre procession, sorry. No worries. Once per day. Uh, user can perform minor manipulation to the earth around, like like grab chunks of earth out of the ground as if it were soft, raise small platforms no larger than two to three feet in diameter and no taller than one to two feet, can create holes in the ground and manipulate rock into different shapes, but they won't be that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> God Goddamn. Shit be wild. Right? Shit be wild. OP. Portia's gonna glow up. Deluge Diadem. A shining azure stone set in a downward-pointing teardrop at the center of a silver headpiece of intricate twists and curls. Grants the wearer plus two AC and resistance to lightning and acid damage. The stone mysteriously glows when the wearer is within less than half a mile of clean water or before it's going to rain. The wearer can also breathe underwater for five minutes while wearing the amulet and can swim at a regular walking speed. Allows the wearer minor manipulation of water and the use of the cantrip frostbite. Love that. Holy shit. You own these now. Yay! Yay! Pretty! I like them. Hoorah. I definitely very like cool, them. Very cool, very nice. I like, I like them. Are you taking a long rest? Yes. yes. I got one, one very specific thing I want to do before I take a long rest. I want to go away okay. from the tent. And I want to try using my new fire firepower to see if I, like, make an ember in front of my mouth and then use my poison breath weapon. Does it create some kind of, like, badass, scary aerosol gas fire thing? Oh, my God. Flamethrower. Ew. What kind of poison do you produce that it's flammable? Yeah, you do this and it just puts the flame Ew. out. All right. Well, worth a shot. Sorry. Uh, so you guys have taken your nice long rest in the forest, and uh, what are you doing when you wake up? Just like, you know, watching Terry fly fly around, finally. 
that's nice. <laughs> I'm like wondering, was Vessi a cool person? Do you think? Do you? Do you think like our people were cool people? That's Probably. A good question. It did seems they like they did they some wanted, I don't know. They said they wanted us to do the right thing. Who's to say what's going on with these people? Seems like they did That's some Were they saving. people? Are they deities? Who are they? Who are they? It is a great question. They're light light body people. Um question Jamie. Mm -hmm. These items we already have and can use. There's nothing about them that requires attunement, is there? No, fuck attunement. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's my opinion. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Jamie, when you wrote these relics a million years ago, did you have an idea of which one would go to which of us, and did we follow that? Hey, you save the table talk for the episode. Yeah, save the table talk for the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, it's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this extra long, extra special episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope that you're enjoying what you're hearing so far. This is a crazy episode. Um, <laughs> we played this one a while ago, and I've just been so extra special excited for you guys to hear it. We are quickly coming around to the end of this uh, campaign. I hope that you'll stick with us to the end. It's a good one, I think. We had a lot of fun playing it, so... Here's hoping you have a lot of fun hearing it. If you are not already, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AAdventureCast, not only to keep up with the show and what's going on, but also because once the campaign is over, we plan on doing another table talk, and we would be super duper happy if we could do a Q&A. So uh, follow us on there and be ready to DM us or tweet us or comment us your questions for the Q&A. Uh, more details for that will come up, but also if you don't plan on making a social media for that situation exactly, you're always welcome to email us at attemptedadventurecast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you're looking forward to everything coming up after the Harmony campaign, I highly suggest that you follow us on whichever platform it is you get your favorite podcasts. And also, if you could be so kind to go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review, that would be super duper helpful. I really hope that you guys are looking forward to everything coming up after this campaign. It is a labor of love and we have a lot of new stuff that we're going to be trying uh, post-Harmony. So... <laughs> I really, really, really can't wait. It's it's going to be great. I hope that you're looking forward to it as much as we are, and I don't want to take up any more of your time in this insane episode, so uh, I'll let you get back to it. Enjoy. So what are you doing? Um. Well, should we rock the talk? Rock the talk. Yeah. Rocky talkies? None of us. Oh, Yes, do that. I didn't know what you were saying, but yeah. now I understand. And yes. also, yes, do that. Rock the talk. Rocky talkian? Yeah. Does anybody have anything else they want to do while we have a minute to ourselves before we go back to Mom Ghana? No. Okay. <laughs> I call her up. Mama. Mom. Mom. Mom Ghana. Mom. There is only white noise on the other end. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, Asian fuck. fucking turned on her. I knew it. I knew it. I try Cal. She's dead. I gotta try They're Cal. They're all dead. You try Cal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Cal. 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 Also, white noise. God fuck, damn it. Um, Asian got to Cal. 
Oh, How high is the canopy of this forest? Terry's flying above it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna... I cast fly on myself to fly up above the canopy because I want to see if I can see where we are or if there's any sign of civilization in any direction. Make a perception check while you're up there. Okay. Okay. Oh, God, I missed. Ooh, 15. It is dense forest for miles around, but four miles ahead, just about, you estimate, uh, poking above the forest you can see around it is a clearing but all you can make out is maybe the tip of a gray shingled steeple sick um i fly back down and let my friends know that there is something about four miles ahead of us that looks like it might be the steeple of a church perhaps Let's you want to rob a church? Do it. No, I don't want to rob a church, you weirdo. Oh, okay. I thought unless there's geez. something good there, in which case <laughs> there's we'll something snag good it. to rob. Wait, <laughs> does Ander have a rocky talkie? No. Yeah, is there anybody else yeah, we can try, like Genji? Yes. I just. No, I'm let's just... not do Genji. I don't know if I trust Genji. I'm just worried about my fantasy son. Ander doesn't have a rocky talkie, Jamie? Nope. Okay, let's go to that church. All right, let's go to the church. Right on. Let's do it. I'm on my way. Ooh, we haven't trekked have over land extra, in a while. I have an extra 10 feet of movement speed now. I fucking dust you guys. How did you get that? Because <laughs> of the tempest, right? The run. tempest, yeah. He's on an air ball like Aang. <laughs> Except actually I'm flying, so I'll just fly as fast as you guys. Because I can fly, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and Terry's flapping fly. circles around you. Uh, when you can fly, why wouldn't you fly? Exactly. Uh, yeah, as you guys uh, walk through the forest, uh, you kind of <laughs> feel a little bit more in tune with it now that you own these items and you've felt these uh, feelings that they entail. And in the stillness of the forest, you notice the animals now you where they once caught your eye and glistened away they stop and stare and in their stillness you notice that they each have an almost like spectral presence to them Mm. that is pretty weird to you uh and it, it doesn't it only takes a few hours for you to come to this clearing that you saw from above fenian and you find yourselves in a very secluded very empty and very tattered village. Oh. Oh, boy. Um, is there anyone around? Nope. Hello? Your voice rings out now that you are out of the woods that once made it stop and ring out forever at the same time. Uh, and you can hear yourselves normally. And no one responds. All right, let's knock on doors. Make a perception check. Oh, okay. <laughs> Three. <laughs> There's no doors. There's one tall, grayish building uh, that looks like a small temple. And other than that, there are some uh, piles of thatch and clay. Damn. Bleak. That are, like, 
collapsed buildings or I think so. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Um well so go in that temple, I guess. To the temple. Okay, it uh as you approach, uh you see it kind of it resembles something familiar. Um are you entering? Yeah. Um from the outside it resembles something familiar? Yeah. Seems like similar handiwork. Can I roll to figure out where I've seen this before? Sure. Even though I'm... What do you want me to roll for that? Uh, Insight, perception? Investigation. Arcana. Okay. Haha, <laughs> another three. So it's oh a five. Oh my god. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. I want to roll. Okay. I want to roll right hey, now. Hey, Otto, doesn't this look really familiar? Yeah, and I rolled a nat 20, so... Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Otto, you, though you are not an architect yourself, you see that it has very similar architectural aspects as the temple, the the courtyard to be specific, the entrance to the temple that you have come to know. Um, these large stone carved doors are not nearly as large as the ones in the temple that you've lived in, uh, but they have similar features, including the carving on the doors. I fucking knew it. What is it, Otto? It's the temple, baby. Oh, God, the temple. How could I forget the temple? That's right. <laughs> oh, Looks just like it. Really so RPing Lutus? tonight. <laughs> He's RPing. Huh? Yeah, you're really, you're steering into the RP tonight. I love it. I'm trying my best. <laughs> we LARPing out here. We do be LARPing. Hell though. yeah. I can't wait when this is, until uh, COVID is over so we can get together and LARP as our fucking characters. No. <laughs> sounds so lit. It'll be me sitting in my pajamas drinking wine and you guys running around in fun costumes. <laughs> Lightning bolt. You can go as Lightning Ander. <laughs> you can go half as Ander and half as Cal. What about Morgana? Don't fuck with me. You can go ha- a third as Ander, the <laughs> third, third is that is Morgana. your nose as Morgana, and then the left side as Cal. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you for that opportunity. I love that. You're very welcome. Are you guys entering the temple? It would be great. Or not? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you enter. But the- I got my eye out as particularly for black goo. Okay. I'm expecting black goo. <laughs> you enter, and inside is just as empty as the rest of the village. Um lined up neatly from the entrance of the building to about two-thirds in are stone benches all facing the back wall where a dais holds an intricate stone pedestal, uh, behind which is a wall with a carving of a figure that stands the full 20-foot height, 28-foot height from floor to pitched ceiling. It is of a figure with its head turned to the side and its hands held out to either side. In one, it holds a convex sphere that balloons slightly out of the stone. And in its other hand, it holds a concave sphere, kind of carved into the stone. The figure seems to be draped in a cloak that begins at the shoulders as swirling plumes of air that flow downward into what seems like smooth water that then turns to flames and then meets the ground as stone. What does the figure... Is the figure human? Or is it perhaps Fearbulgi? Tis not Fearbulgi. Oh. You can't see any definitive features to tell you the race of the figure. It's wearing a, a hood. Hmm. Hmm. Well, guys. So that's the same carving from the temple, right? 
It is. I wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) But those sphere things in the hand were totally not there. But you know what? Actually, nothing. No other part of it was there except the humanoid figure. Oh. So. Mm. Wait, what are you talking about at the the door that they're trying to open in Ludus? No, behind the alt. I think there was an altar. I might have confabulated that. Behind the altar at the Temple of Ludus was a similar carving, but a lot of the detail had been lost. Oh. I bet, perhaps. There is a weird chamber around here somewhere that also needs. Well, I don't know what unlocks it because we tried a lot of stuff. I think we like blew into it one time, yep. and I think somebody sang at it once. Supposed to we tried a lot. Tried a lot. <laughs> we, did, we worked through a lot of stuff. Supposed to have uh, something to do with music, or did we just conflate that? No, I'm pretty sure we it made that up. The harmonies that we put into the it. harmony chamber. So, perhaps we should find one of those doors. All right. Let's look around. I'm expecting basement. That's always my... Let's split up and search for clues. Okay. Now... Everybody make right, investigation yeah. checks. Woot. 20. Dirty 20. 10. Uh, 19. 6. <laughs> you have a minus... Po- oh, no, wait. I'm looking at the uh, right place. Yeah, it's plus... Melody, uh, there's a lot of dust in here. <laughs> Who got the tanks? I did. Uh, Fenian, there is a door to the right of the altar. Um, and when you open it, it is full of dusted, half-rotted bl- brooms and dust pans. Oh, wow. A lot of brooms here. Who got the next highest number? I got 19. Uh, Mike. Uh, All right. Otto, you see... Carved into the front of the pedestal um, is in a weird kind of scripture you've never seen before, but it takes you a moment before you can make it out. It reads uh, Ludus. And Portia, you go to the door to the left of the altar, and it opens up into an office slash sleeping chamber that has not been used in many a year. Sick. I'm heading in. (laughs) <laughs> there's uh Portia climbs in bed <laughs> there's a bookshelf in here there is a dusted desk that is empty and um a unmade cot I'm gonna look through the desk okay make an investigation an check. investigation mm-hmm. seven the, uh, <laughs> there's nothing in here fuck um, can I notice that, I mean, I can't imagine I take too long staring at the broom closet. <laughs> so can I turn around and notice that Portia has found a room? Mm-hmm. I venture over to see what I can find in there. Help her search. Okay. Why don't you uh, make an investigation check in there? Certainly. Uh, Eleven. Um... Yeah, you look around the room, and then as you turn and and investigate the bookshelf, you see that uh, on the spines of the books and tomes, the titles of these books are in a language you cannot determine, but that you recognize. Um, is it? Be, do I recognize it because it's the same script as the books from the other temple? Yep. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, as you guys are all making your many investigations and just sort of generally checking out this miniature temple, uh, you hear from in one of your pockets, Hello, Ander? Hello? Is it you? <laughs> Otto? Otto, is that you? Yep. Where Where's are, my son? Where are you? Uh, we're, we're at church. Where are you? Who's this? <laughs> oh, it's, it's Morgana. I, um, hold on. We'll come to you. And then uh, it, the line goes dead. Yes, and, please. And uh, <laughs> a few moments later, she arrives glittering into existence, um, accompanied shortly after by Olinfair, Cal, Sisbiv, Ander, and Genji. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. She says, looking you all over. She says, we we lost contact. We lost you. We uh, we thought you would be back a lot sooner than that, to be completely honest. Um, you have been gone for Three weeks. Ooh. Ooh. That doesn't square with our experience, no, right? No, it was like 10 minutes. No, you've been gone for three weeks. Where have you been? Oh. Oh. Well, the fireplace. Yes. One. Okay. We made some excellent friends there, had a great time. That's nice. We actually kind of owe um, a favor to the to the. We do. There. We have to fulfill that yeah. when this is over. We got to go back. I'll, I'll write so, that down. an edible arrangement or something. Yeah, that's so nice. Seems... Oh, well, it'll light on fire, yeah. but... Um, then we were whisked away to an extra-dimensional white space where we all relived childhood traumas to teach us that we were ready to accept the responsibility of being the saviors of this world. Now we're OP. Now we're fucking ready, Morgana. We're ready. What? I think that Otto goes over to Ander and like punches him on the arm and he's like, uh, get a phone so I could call you. <laughs> Ander says, idiot. Sorry, adventurer. There's not that many to go around. Uh, and uh, as as Morgana kind of like is reeling from this information you just dumped on her, uh, she says, I, I, um, Hey, hey, why don't you fill us in on what happened here? Three weeks is a long yeah, time. Three, yeah, how much longer is three weeks than what we experienced? We were in the fire plane for like one night. Yeah, About two like days. Two days. And then white space for timeless eternity. <laughs> uh, listen, first things first, this is very important. Um, g give me your stone, your rocky talkies, please. Give me your rocky talkies. Now, now, now. She holds out a hand. Okay. Oh, okay. Bossy. You hand them to her. I give yeah. them over. Okay. Yep. You hand over your Rocky Talkies. And um, she she kind of turns quickly to Sisbiv, who is um, rapidly setting up a curtain in the wall that opens up into a very warm looking room that wasn't there before. Um, Olin Fair. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Olin Fair is walking around, uh, just flabbergasted, investigating the temple, uh, writing down notes fervently here and there. And uh, Ander is playing with Cal in the corner with the brooms that they found <laughs> in the broom closet. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she motions to you and she says, This way, quickly. Uh, and she pulls you into, or past, Sisbiv's curtain. Um, and she opens up a small box on a shelf just inside the doorway. And uh, inside are four other Rocky Talkies inside. Uh, and she puts your Rocky Talkies inside with them, closes the box, and locks it and puts it back on a shelf 
um, beneath a folded cloak. And uh, oh, and in you're now inside of uh, Sisbiv's shop, maybe. Okay, Morgana, don't tell me that you're buying into this 5G shit. Come on. Well, you know, they are they are Rocky Talkies belonging to the preservationists and with all that's gone down, um I I seeing as we can be tracked by their location, I believe it is best to put them in here, which is uh a bubble, a pocket uh within the plane that cannot be tracked, that cannot be located. Therefore, it is a safe space. Morgana, what has gone down? Are we not preservationists anymore? Uh, you could say so. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, shit has gone down while you're gone. Um, like I said, you've been gone three weeks. Um, we separated ourselves. Uh, so you left... And very quickly after, you know, Olin Fair and I, we tried to return to normal. We tried to act like nothing was amiss, nothing was awry, like we weren't doing anything out of the ordinary, and it seemed to be going great. And then all of a sudden, Asian began acting strange, very erratic. He would he would pound on the door to the harmony chamber for hours on end, and then he would hound me and Olin Fair with questions. Attempt he attempted to steal our research while we were gone, and of course this eventually led to him discovering that we were meeting in secret, and he became inconsolably angry, stripping us of our authority in the order and threatening to silence us. So, um, of course, well, Olin Fair and I collected what we could, gathered all of those who wished to leave with us, and we escaped. And we have been traveling from town to town waiting to hear back from you, but my god, it took three weeks! And and a part of the crack team you were able to assemble was Sisbiv? You brought <laughs> this fucking guy? Well, you see, this seems to be a very helpful situation, does it not? She gestures to the room around you and... You're kind of able to take it in. Um, beyond this magical curtain, you find yourself in a bizarre room illuminated with yellow and orange light. Um, it's huge, and it seems like the walls maybe are made of tapestries and rugs and curtains and, like, other fabrics. Um, it smells like spices and perfumes, and it, it feels very warm, and the whole room is made up of a maze of long and tall wooden shelves, like, overfilled with items of every variety uh and you just have to take that all in and she says this is like i said this is a safe space can't be tracked here we've been uh holding up inside this little shop and uh it's been helping us a lot sispis sispis despite what's happened he's a pretty decent guy Mm, I don't know if we can trust Morgana anymore. We'll have anymore. to take your word yeah, for you it. You know, I know we love to hate him, but... Um, I love to hate him. I know you do. I, so do I. It's so fine. you could say that the preservationists are kind of in the middle of a civil war, Ooh. which I predicted. <gasps> Good Damn. job, Allie. She do be predicting, though, don't she? Heck Yes. I just listened to our Table Talk podcast, so. <laughs> all right, fuck it. Let's go kill Asian. She, uh, yeah, right. so she says, um, uh, we've been doing research and we've been trying to find 
ways to to get back into the temple, overthrow him. Um, we've also been trying to conduct uh, business as usual, uh, responding to uh, various distress calls that seems to be stemming from the degradation of nature, though I will tell you, by ourselves, it was not the easiest thing. Um, come this way and she uh, she leads you through the maze and to the far back wall of the room uh and back here there are some chairs and a defeated looking sofa and against the right hand wall of this little alcove is a large board painted matte black with scribblings in white chalk all over it and at the top of the board in large capital letters with periods in between are the letters g o O T S H I. <gasps> oh! Wait. It's Gucci! Fuck. Oh my god. It's Gucci. <laughs> See, we formed a new initiative the Grand Overseers <laughs> of Truly Sinister Happenings Initiative. Gucci. It's Gucci. I'm. I'm furious. I'm so happy. I'm sorry, Morgana. Morgana. I am going to have to back out. I cannot be part of this. <laughs> Guys, um, it's Gucci. It's so like, Gucci. Now when you say, like, what's Gucci? There's an answer. Gucci is... It's Gucci. The it's grand... Gucci. Also, the fact that it's an acronym, I, like, physically don't know what to do with myself hearing this information i am so happy <laughs> i oh my god i cried to myself laughing when i wrote this i, I love that so much i'm so happy I'm so happy it is this is Gucci. it i got like handed the best armor in the world but this <laughs> this yeah this is the best oh, man. but this